Okay, hey everyone. I hope everyone is doing uh, well. So, last night I rewatched the animation movie WALL-E. Now, it's a great movie and it made me think about all sorts of things. So I thought I'd um, share some of them with you. Alright, here we go then. Okay, well, so WALL-E is a Pixar film released in 2008. For those of you who haven't had the good fortune of seeing it, it's a story about a, a little robot named Wally who's left alone on Earth to, to clean up after humans have literally left it a garbage dump and then taken off for a comfortable life in outer space where their, their technological achievements and voracious need for consumption have turned them into fat blobs who can barely stand and move around on their own. These humans live on some space station where they spend their time sitting in front of screens, being moved around and cleaned and fed by robots. And because of this, like I said, they've lost the ability to think or act or have any genuine flesh and blood relationships. Now, there's something about all of this that hits a little too close to home. Actually, you know, when I was watching it, I I thought of a few writers. So the first one that came to mind was um, Dostoevsky. In particular, I thought about his novel, The Underground Man. Because there, the underground man is ranting and lamenting about the modernity of his time. In particular, he's not too happy with the encroaching, materialistic, scientific, technological rationalism of the day. That's to say, he's skeptical that what some see as a technological utopia just won't lead to the realization of heaven on earth like they think it will. But rather, it'll lead to the elimination of humanity. In other words, what's left of us after we've engineered not just our bodies, but our souls? How do we think and act and create and feel in a world that is artificial and doing those things for us? Actually, that last one, how do we feel? is one that the underground man is particularly concerned with. You see, he believes that once you try to establish a a perfectly ordered world, then there's no more room for, for human suffering. But here's the thing. We need suffering, or at least the ability to suffer, because it's a sign that we're alive. It's the sole origin of consciousness. I suffer, therefore I am. Okay, well, another writer that came to my mind was, well, not surprisingly, probably, George Orwell. And here I'm thinking of Brave New World. I mean, how close is this world to life in the space station in WALL-E? I mean, think about how the state in that novel builds technology to create a a seamless, happy, and superficial world. And uh, remember the, the feelies? Or how about SOMA? You know, that drug that induces willful self-delusion. That drug that clouds the realities of the present and replaces them with happy illusions. The drug symbolic of instant gratification. And uh, like the one in WALL-E, in Orwell's Utopia, we enjoy a, a blissful nature while our work is done by obedient machines. What's more, there's a reverence for technology and its comforts and an apathy towards the arts 
and the humanities. Ultimately, in Brave New World, we see what embracing science and technology as the, as the twin religions of life does. It coerces everything, and we begin to have unnatural human beings in unnatural environments. Okay, well, strangely enough, the last writer that came to my mind was the psychologist Carl Jung. You see, Jung was very concerned with the loss of communion or connection with nature. I mean, nature, or living naturally, was the nurturing soil of the soul, he said. Actually, he said something more interesting. He said, today we have materiality everywhere, but we have little nature. In other words, nature is not merely material. No, it's, it's spiritual. It's the Great Mother. Okay, but what am I trying to say here exactly? Well, I guess what I'm trying to say, and I think this is what Jung is getting at, is that when we destroy nature and leave it behind entirely for the material, it's not just that we harm nature itself, of course, but we also, maybe more importantly, harm and alienate ourselves. You see, nature is our ancestral lineage. It's the seed or the rhizome to which we are the plant. So, to take off to space to live the easy life in an artificial space bubble, like they do in WALL-E, that's to, well, that's to cut the umbilical cord through which the only true nourishment comes. So, for Jung, we might expand spatially. Yes, we do this all the time, more and more in fact. But what we forsake in that process is expanding temporally. That's to say, when all we do is focus on expansion in the outer material world, just building and building, gradually leaving the earth, what we sacrifice is our, is our living history, our roots, our deep unconscious psyche. This is why destroying and fleeing from nature is so bad. Because it's to leave behind our only real home and to cut ourselves off from the deepest part of ourselves, the one that lives deep, deep in the soil. Actually, you know, speaking of soil, I just want to say one more thing. So there's a, a really funny sequence in the movie when Wally is whizzing around the human space station, being chased by robots who see him as a foreign contaminant. And there's one little robot in particular that's constantly sweeping up after him, you know, as Wally leaves a trail of earth dirt wherever he goes. Now, here's the thing. This little robot that's been designed by these humans just doesn't get it. He's not just sweeping up dirt, is he? No, that dirt comes from earth. So what he's really sweeping up is soul or spirit. Spirit. 